despite a very crappy broadcast, the New Jersey Devils were able to put out a good product of what they were able to do on the ice. We'll talk about the TV broadcast because I need to address the elephant in the room. And also, are Pavel Zaka and Yanni Kokkinen making the big enough impact that I had in mind? And what does this game mean for our line pairings in the future? And who stepped up? And what areas of improvement am I noticing from the New Jersey Devils? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 1.42 a.m. Eastern Time, October the 5th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, four unofficial games and four wins in a row for the New Jersey Devils. We are 4-0 in this preseason campaign albeit it's preseason, but still, hopefully we can take some of that momentum going into the season because we're going to need all hands on deck if we want to seriously be a wild card team in the Metropolitan Division because it's going to be stacked uh, where we're at right now. So we, I don't think we could be one of those top three teams, but I certainly believe maybe we could be a wild card in our conference. So hopefully uh, things work out for the New Jersey Devils. I'll talk about that in a later episode, but let's focus on preseason let's focus on some of the good let's focus on some of the bad and then we're gonna focus on some of the ugly so I guess let's work backwards shall we let's focus on the ugly so if you guys watch this game between the New Jersey Devils and the Washington Capitals I must say what the hell was that I think I speak for every New Jersey Devils fan like come on guys like New Jersey you got to do better than that that was a terrible broadcast it was an insult to the New Jersey Devils fan base uh, we're, we're one of the most exciting teams in the NHL in my opinion because we have a mix of veteran players like Dougie Hamilton who's trying to win uh, a Norris Trophy then you got someone like PK Subban who has won a Norris Trophy you got uh, Jonathan Bernier, a former champion. You got Thomas Tatar, who led uh, the Montreal Canadiens in scoring a couple years ago. So it's just like, you know, and we also have one of the youngest rosters in the NHL as well, because we have players like Jack Hughes, uh, one of the youngest captains uh, in the NHL, Nico Heizer, Sharon Govich, Kokinen. We got two uh, guys who are trying to make a great impact in their rookie year campaign. Hopefully they meet the minimum game requirements, Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holton. You put that kind of broadcast for us to watch. First and foremost, the the, the feed was so grainy. Like, it, it felt like I was watching something from the 1990s or the early 2000s before high definition became really popular. It was really bad. And not only that, the announcer's levels were terrible. Like, it, it's like if I was to theoretically, I'm not going to repeat it because I don't want you guys to go through that again. But if I was to get close to my mic and I'd just be yelling, it's just my levels will be way off the charts. Uh, the voice will be cracking. And it, it, it's just so hard to endure. And it was just really bad to 
to to witness. It, it, it was not a good um, broadcast for the New Jersey Devils. I was watching it on their YouTube feed, and quite honestly, New Jersey Devils, you got to do better. That that was just a complete insult. I, I think the fans deserve better. We've been very patient with the organization. We've been very supportive of you guys over the course of the offseason, and maybe it's above the New Jersey Devils pay grade, but can't the NHL do something better? Like, come on, we're in the year 2021. We're about to enter the year 2000. 22 we're like at the mecca of all technologies available like uh, technology has improved so much that's why you know I, I can be in the west coast I could be in North Carolina which I will be in North Carolina in a couple days and I can literally be watching the New Jersey Devils game on my phone in my hotel I don't need to tape anything I don't need to have my father send me the newspapers of what what's been going on it, it was just really really bad and and for the time period we're in, I, I just don't get why you put that kind of product out. Now, albeit, you know, I, I, I am a play-by-play announcer. I do ho- uh, college hockey, as some of you might know. So I do know what goes into making a pretty good broadcast. But I think my college could have put on a better performance than that. In fact, I know we could have because no way would we put a product out like that. And I, I don't know who tests these guys' levels, but usually, in, in my experience of being a play-by-play announcer, usually you test the levels before you go on air like your director will say hey can we get a level you don't really talk in your normal voice you talk in your broadcaster's voice and you know they adjust the levels accordingly so for someone like you know if you guys are familiar with some of these sports commentators Matt Baskersian or uh, someone like uh, who else is known for yelling Gus Johnson if they are going to scream their levels are definitely adjusted accordingly but it was just really bad to endure but you know what let's try to put that behind and let's just focus on the game for the New Jersey Devils so you know 4-0 to begin the year I saw a lot of great things and by the way guys I, I b- b- in the midst of everything I just said I, I first want to thank you guys because last week was my most listened to uh, week ever of me being a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We broke the record from earlier this summer. So I thank you guys for listening to my, um, you know, breakdown of all these scrimmage games, the predictions I have for certain players, because I've been correct for the most part. Have I not? So uh, I, I just want to thank you guys, because without you guys, there there is no show. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your cooperation. Thank you for sharing it. And thank you for finally uh, leaving enough good reviews for me to have now four stars on Apple Podcasts. The reason that means so much to me is that when I first took took over Locked On Devils, it, it was at a two star rating. It barely had a listenership. Me starting in the midst of a pandemic really didn't help things because the New Jersey Devils didn't have a game for my first hundred or so episodes so it was really hard for me to build a fan base but once the season got going once I got some big name guest stars onto my show it it was just amazing so I I really want to thank you guys I really appreciate it so let's talk about some pregame shall we because that's what I've been doing when I've been breaking this down so Damon Severson uh, injured himself in practice I believe it was an ankle injury I don't think it's a big deal I saw the tweet that Corey Massasak sent out but I don't think it's anything we should be worrying about because I, I'm sure he'll be ready to start the season. And quite honestly, guys, you know, I, I, I'm kind of all for, you know, resting our big name players just because I think we've seen what they could potentially do. We saw Mackenzie Blackwood. You know, we've seen what uh, Big Mac is capable of doing. It doesn't look like he missed a beat. So I think, uh, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood, I think uh, if he doesn't want to play the rest of the preseason, then I think he's honestly good. And then, 
uh, Ty Smith, a player that I completely forgot last week because I was talking about like P.K. Subban, where's he at? I was talking about Andreas Janssen, where's he at? And I completely forgot about our all-rookie defenseman last year, Ty Smith, because we haven't seen him. And according to Lindy Ruff, Ty Smith is recovering from an injury. Uh, it's not a big deal. He just says that it's for precaution reasons. And like I told you guys, that's one of the reasons why I'm just like, let's rest our big guys because it's just like there's no point in playing them when these games don't account for anything because I told you guys, it's one of the cons of, you know, doing these preseason games, which is, you know, it, you got really nothing to gain but everything to lose, especially if you injure a player. So I, I think Ty Smith, there's really no point in him playing preseason, starting him off slow, whatever the case might be. But you know, as we ease on in, just I'm sure he'll, his footing will get underneath him, and you know you're still practicing things of that nature. So I am completely on board with resting Ty Smith because, like I said, there's really no point in playing him. I'm sure he'll be just fine if Jack Hughes, Sharon Govich, if all those guys were able to get their footing underneath them rather quickly, then I'd pretty much expect the same thing out of Ty Smith. And it's also been confirmed. So remember, guys, last week I was talking about it's going to be very big for Pavel Zaka to up his game otherwise he might lose his top six uh, position in the rotation well it's been confirmed that he is going to be reunited with Nico Heizer and Jesper Brat on the same line for this upcoming season so Pavel Zaka is a lock to be in the top six for right now uh, at the time being like I told you guys I think Zaka deserves to be in the top six but like I said with all the moves we've been making with the amount of players that have been stepping up their games it was definitely putting his and Kwokinen's, uh job into jeopardy because I, I think we know that Sharon Govich and Hughes were pretty much uh, a guarantee to be in the top six rotation. We know that Heizer's guaranteed to be in the top six rotation. Barring anything catastrophic, we know that Jesper Brat is certainly going to be in the top six rotation as well. So the fact that it's been confirmed that Zaka will be paired with Heizer and Brat, in fact, he was paired with them on the top line for this matchup against the Capitals, confirmed by Amanda Stein. So we'll see how it goes once the regular season officially gets underway. However, I do have some questions surrounding Pavel Zaka. I'll give credit when credit is due. I said that Pavel Zaka needed to make some sort of impact if he wanted any chance of keeping his top six position. However, it's just like him getting outplayed by Dawson Mercer at the center position. I just kind of had some questions. I did say he had to be used as a wing if he wants any sign of success or, you know, a full guarantee to remain in the top six rotation. But, um, you know, I, I, I do have some questions for him and we'll talk about that in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from Direct TV. So I think you want to watch a lot of New Jersey Devils games this year. So you might want to get Direct TV. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together it's called direct tv stream and it brings you live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite shows sports movies all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there is no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content does vary by package and now the second live read this morning comes from a new sponsor called get upside so do you buy gas of course you do so you know what you need you need get upside so my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas 
every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code HOCKEY and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as a two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime your bank account paypal or e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use the promo code hockey okay once again use the promo code hockey for the get upside app and you will get cash back so anyway the main questions i have for pavel zaka is that you know yes he's been making an impact he was able to score in this game so like i said i'll give credit when credit is due because last week i did say that pavel zaka needs to step up and the very next game he was able to contribute with a goal i believe he also had an assist so you know like i said pavel zaka has been making an impact but his impact could be so much greater because the problem is you know um he, he originally he was playing the center position during these preseason games and we all know that pavel zaka is just not capable playing the center position it's just not his bread and butter he can contribute at the center position but I think he's better suited at the wing position but you got to teach him how to play it a little bit better because Pavel Zaka could be you know doing so much more in these games but unfortunately it's just like you know it, it seems like he's always set up for a good shot but it just doesn't pan out for him. So the one thing I say for Pavel Zaka is that he needs to capitalize on these open shot opportunities that he's given. He also needs to just, you know, take advantage of these opportunities that are being blessed to him because his stats could be so much better this season, but the, it starts with him. And, and you know, whether it's watching film, getting back into the practice rink and just practicing your shot, whatever the case might be, I believe in Pavel Zaka. Like I said, I believe he should be a top six player. But at the same time, you know, even my patience will start to run out with Pavel Zaka if he doesn't produce. So he, he's been given a great opportunity. And, you know, now it kind of raises the question, like, where is Thomas Tatar going to go? Is he going to go on the top line? And, or, or is Thomas Tatar going to be in the bottom six? I really don't know. But, you know, uh, like I said, we've had a lot of players step up their game. Yanni Kokkonen was able to get a couple assists this game as well albeit I think they were both unintentional but we'll talk about that in a second but since Pavel Zaka has been confirmed to be you know playing on the same line as Heizer and Brat once again you know it's nice to see that Lindy Ruff is you know keeping some things intact but it now does raise the question what's going to happen to that top line or that kid line youth line whatever you call it what's going to happen to Sharon Govich and Hughes because now there's a spot open essentially so is it going to go to Thomas Tatar or is it going to go to Yanni Kokkinen? Do you give it to a person whose defense is a huge question mark, but at the same time, his scoring can contribute to Sharon Govich and Hughes? Because let's face it, I don't think Hughes or Sharon Govich are the best two-way players. Like they're great offensive players, but you know, if I need defense, I'm looking at Miles Wood's line or I'm looking at Nico Heizer's line. I'm not really looking at Jack Hughes's line because that's not their strengths. You you know, like I say, play to your strengths. But at the same time, it's just like, do I want to put Thomas Tatar at the top line? 
I don't know. I mean, Locked On Red Wings was able to convince me that maybe people blow uh, Tatar's uh, defensive impact, uh, uh, you know, out of proportion. But at the same time, it, it, there's a reason why the Montreal Canadiens made him a healthy scratch during their uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoff run this past season. Because, you know, you, you see the Montreal Canadiens getting to the Stanley Cup finals, albeit they didn't win it. But still, you see them making that miraculous run round after round. And yet, Thomas Tatar is nowhere to be found. He plays in the first series, but, you know, after that, he's nowhere to be seen. He's a healthy scratch. So my question is, can can Hughes and Sharon Govich, if, if Tatar is put on the same line as them, can he, like, you know, keep it together? Because the one thing I said was I, I just wanted Tatar to play on the uh, line of Nico Heijer and Jesper Brat just because Brat and Heijer, they're two reliable two-way players. I think if all goes well for Nico Heijer, then he could potentially be in the running for the Frank J. Selke Award. But, you know, that's a little down down the road. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. But at the same time, I just felt like you could hide Thomas Tatar in that regards. And, but, you know, I, I think Lindy Ruffs just sees something in the, um, you know, in the pairing of Zaka, Keijer, and Brat. And, you know, it did work last season. Like I said, you know, Pavel Zaka was able to finish the season out strong. I believe he had like, what, like 10 points in like the final nine games of the season. He was on a hot streak. He was a substitute assistant captain when one of our captains uh, were out. So, you know, for, for Pavel Zaka, like I said, I'll give credit when credit is due. But, you know, I do have that question mark which is, you know, it, it does Pavel Zaka's pros outweigh uh, Thomas Tatar's pros or, you know, cons, whatever, where, however you want to look at it. Because I'm looking at Pavel Zaka's impact and Thomas Tatar's defense. That's what I'm comparing. And, you know, at the same time, Thomas Tatar is a way better offensive player than Pavel Zaka, in my opinion. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, we did sign Tatar to be one of our uh, top six players, but I guess he's going to have to be playing on the top line. So... We'll see what happens, but I I, 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 I want to focus on the game a little bit. So let's talk about Mackenzie Blackwood first and foremost. It, it doesn't seem like Mackenzie Blackwood has, you know, skipped a beat. Uh, like I said, I have no update on his COVID vaccination. Quite honestly, I'm, I'm done talking about it. He's playing right now, so let's just focus on that. He, he saw 16 shots. He was able to save 15 of them. He had a save percentage of 938, so... You know, giving credit when credit is due, um, you know, Blackwood has really stepped up and, you know, uh, his lone goal given up came on a power play for the Washington Capitals. So once again, the New Jersey Devils, we could have had a shutout, but you got to play better in the penalty kill. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I sound like a broken record when I say this at this point. I know you guys are tired of me, you know, saying it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Like the, the penalty killing, I'm not, I'm not going to make it a huge emphasis because like I said, we won four to one and, uh, you know, that's more than uh, enough to beat a team. But at the same time, it's just like we could have had a shutout had we just been better in the penalty kill. But like I said, it's preseason. Usually you take things with a grain of salt. So like I said, not really going to focus on that. But, you know, credit when credit is due. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, he played well. And then Scott Wedgwood uh, finished out the final period. And he saw five shots and saved five of them. So uh, obviously Scott Wedgwood won't really have a big impact on the New Jersey Devils this season. Um, he signed to a two-way deal. Um, he hasn't been waved on down to uh, the Utica Comets because remember, uh, the Devils made cuts on Sunday because uh, the Utica Comets training camp was on Monday. So it, it looks like Scott Wedgwood is going to start the season with us. 
and I, I kind of expected that. I think a lot of people expected that. But remember, he signed to a two-way deal, so they can realistically send him down whenever, and he doesn't really have much of a say in it. But Scott Wedgwood saw five shots, saved five of them. I'm, I'm happy with that. Played in 20 minutes. So uh, the goaltending, really good for the New Jersey Devils. And I'm really excited to see what Mackenzie Blackwood can do this year for us because he is definitely going to be a huge X factor. And just hopefully they get the vaccination thing worked out. Hopefully... Uh, you know, he's able to play in, in the games without any issue. But remember, when we go up to Canada, when we go to California, you know, they're going they're not going to be so lenient on Mackenzie Blackwood being unvaccinated. But I, I doubt the New Jersey Devils are just going to be sitting on their hands and just saying, oh, he's not vaccinated. Nothing we could do. It's his choice. Whatever the case might be. They're going to find out a way. Same, same how all the other major sports are going to find a way to get their star player to play. So I, I, I think Tom Fitzgerald would be damned if he uh, just let Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, be a healthy scratch for being unvaccinated. I don't think that's going to happen. But at the same time, just focusing on the game, Mackenzie Blackwood saw 16 shots, saved 15 of them. So just great all-around effort for Mackenzie Blackwood. And, you know, we're going to focus on the scoring for the New Jersey Devils right now. So for Alexander Holt. So, uh, I, 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 like I said, let, let's go back to Yanni Kwokinen because I said his two assists on the game were kind of unintentional in my opinion. So, uh, here's how Alexander Holt scored his goal. So Yanni Kwokinen passes it to Mercer. Mercer tries to get it past Vanacek. Vanacek pokes away. Alexander Holt comes crashing in on the rebound and scores it. So first and foremost, Alexander Holt and Dawson Mercer, they have to make the roster for the New Jersey Devils. I, if they don't, I'm going to riot because I don't know what else more they can do because Alexander Holt is showing consistency. Same with Dawson Mercer. They're showing that they can make a great impact for this New Jersey Devils team. I'm not saying put them on the top line. But, you know, you got to give them a chance on the fourth line because I feel as though, you know, just seeing what they're doing right now, I, I, I think it's more than enough to make the roster. So I apologize to any Utica Commons fans out there. I don't think your team is going to be as good as you thought it was going to be to start the season because I think it's pretty much a guarantee that Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer will be making the roster for the New Jersey Devils. And like I said, if they don't, I am going to riot and I'm going to freak. But, you know, going back to Yanni Kwokinen, he passed the puck to Mercer and Mercer tried to go for the shot, didn't work out. But Alexander Holtz comes crashing on in, scores it. So, um, like I said, I think for Yanni Kwokinen, he got the assist, yes, but at the same time, I think it was very unintentional, to, to say the least. And then, you know, when we're looking at um, his other assist for uh, Mikey McLeod, who scored in the second period to make it 2-0, you know, Kwokinen kind of got hit from behind and he kind of bobbled the puck back onto McLeod and McLeod uh, shot it on in. So like I said, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was more of a bailout pass. Just like, here, you take it. I'm, I'm getting swarmed here. So like I said, Yanni Kwokinen getting two assists this game, but I think they were fluke assists. But at the same time, I think people are still uh, underestimating the potential that Yanni Kwokinen has to be a facilitator and a playmaker. But I don't think those are the best examples. But either way, uh, when Lindy Ruff is looking at the uh, box score to see who made the bigger impact and who deserves to go where, I'm sure he's going to be looking at those assists and not how Yanni Kwokinen got them. But that's my personal opinion when I'm just looking at it with the naked eye. But like I said, I, I, I just think um, they weren't intentional. But at the same time,
time, Yanni Kokkinen is making that impact, like I said last week, if he wants to keep his top six position, but it's looking more and more and more likely that he's not going to keep it because I don't think Thomas Tatar is going to be moved down to the bottom six rotation because if I recall correctly, we signed Tatar to that two-year deal in order for him to be a top six player, but that's based on what I remember, but Correct me if I'm mistaken, but so I I feel bad for Kokinen because he is trying to show everyone that he is uh, capable of doing what Sharon Govich and Hughes is. He's obviously not on their level yet, but at the same time, I love the impact. I love the heart, but you know, I think uh, Kokinen it's in his best interest to maybe move down to the bottom six. And quite honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing because he'll be able to shine on either the third or fourth line, whatever line Lindy Ruff decides to put him on. But that has not been confirmed, and we'll see what happens. And then the New Jersey Devils gave up a uh, power play goal to basically close out the second period of play. But then Pavel Zaka uh, answered in the third period by getting a really nice goal. And, you know, that was not a fluke goal. That was a excellent shot, precision at its finest, and uh, very impressive. And I love the setup from Brock passing out to Hamilton, and Hamilton just dishing it off to a wide-open Zaka. So, like I said, Hamilton will be a great facilitator for the New Jersey Devils, and he will get our offense going. That was his third assist during the preseason. And then Jimmy VC, uh, I-, I love the effort, kid, but... Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Maybe uh, the Utica Comets could pick him up. I don't know. I don't know what uh, VC is looking for, but he was able to get an empty netter goal. So we'll talk more about this game uh, from a statistical standpoint in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third live read, and it comes from Indeed. So Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you can get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can even invite them to apply right away. So with Indeed Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their uh, job posts, according to the data from Indeed. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search, according to Indeed data as well. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed right now. And now the fourth and final live read comes from Built Bar. So did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, recently, I love caramel. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting pro 
protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar was also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team from this past summer's Olympics. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So uh, let's do like I do every game analysis episode and let's compare the stats between the New Jersey Devils and the Washington Capitals and then I will give my final verdict. So the New Jersey Devils versus the Washington Capitals in shots on goal. So 26 shots for the Devils, 21 for the Capitals. The Devils were successful in 60. Uh, percent of their faceoffs, the Capitals were successful in the other 40%. Power play goals, uh, I will give credit when credit is due. The New Jersey Devils once again stepped up in the power play, uh, netting two of five opportunities, and then the Capitals were one for three, So, which is why I'm not really going to get on the Devils for letting up that power play goal. I think their power play looks a lot better, and like I told you, it's because of Dougie Hamilton. He is definitely going to be that X-factor for our specialty team, so I'm really excited to see what Dougie Hamilton can do for our special teams unit going into the season. The Devils uh, spent six minutes in the penalty box. The Capitals spent 10. Hit uh, differential, 17 to the Capitals, 16 for the Devils. Blocks, 15 to the Capitals, only five to the Devils. And giveaways, the Devils led in that category, eight to six. So when I'm going to give this game, I'm going to give it an A- minus for the New Jersey Devils because I'm going to be a little picky because as the season starts to progress, I get it, it's preseason, nothing counts, everything's unofficial, this is basically just have at it, whatever the case might be. You know, I just want the specialty teams to do better because like I said, I'm kind of thickeny on just, you know, we could have gotten that shutout, but we just need to tighten it up just a little bit. So, you know, credit to uh, Pavel Zaka for getting a power play goal. Credit to Alexander Holtz for getting a power play goal. So, you know, and like I said, you know, players like Dougie Hamilton, he's really going to make a huge impact for the New Jersey Devils in that regard. So, uh, you know, expect for our power play numbers to, you know, soar through the roof. I don't think we'll be one of the top teams in the NHL. But like I said, you know, we were definitely better when we had certain players on our roster who are no longer here anymore. I think we all know who I'm talking about. So, you know, for the New Jersey Devils, I, I think we've gotten better in a lot of respective categories. And the power play is certainly one of them. But like I said, it's preseason. A lot can happen. But that's my final verdict. I'm giving this game an A- minus because the New Jersey Devils, we completely crapped on the uh, Washington Capitals. And, you know, we got the win. Mackenzie Blackwood was big for us. Um, you know, uh, Pavel Zaka stepped up his game. Jimmy VC is trying to make some sort of impact, albeit it was an empty netter. It's an easy goal, but still we'll take another less. Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz being there. Uh, Dougie Hamilton basically asserting himself on the offensive side of things. And, you know, like I said, Quokinen, uh, all same as Pavel Zaka, trying to make some sort of statement. So let me know what you guys think on my Twitter page, Locked on Devils. And like I told you guys, I thank you for your listenership, for helping me uh, achieve my goal of just, you know, topping my previous record. And that's what I continue to do every week. I hope I break last week's record. But like I said, I, I appreciate your listenership. I appreciate your support. I, I appreciate everything you guys do for me. And like I told you guys, without your listenership, there is no show. So once again, thank you for getting me uh, to four stars 
uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for keeping my show in the charts for, I believe, like 20 straight weeks now. And thank you guys for just giving me my most listened to uh, week ever of me being a part of Locked On. Can't thank you guys enough. So uh, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And the season is right around the corner. So uh, just a few more sleeps.